Good morning, everyone. Christina Banfield here, welcoming you back to Reframe Anxiety, Boost Your Sanity. I started this event because of my overall curiosity of how our bodies function under stress, but more than anything, to learn how to peel back the layers of connecting with ourselves. I believe that part of our human experience is to learn how to connect with ourselves so we can have the momentum to live a full life of vitality. Your journey of propelling your momentum continues today as we explore how movement can be used to transform from the inside out. Today, we'll be exploring the benefits of fitness with Jill Ortiz. Jill Ortiz is the founder of Empowerment Fitness Mastery Program, where she helps women develop a healthy and realistic relationship with their fitness routine. But that's not all. As you will learn in the interview today, there's more to her story. I brought Jill on because she has the ability to use movement in a way to help women connect with themselves, feel confident, and restore a sense of hope. Jill will be sharing a bit of her own personal story about how fitness brought her into alignment, but more than anything, share her insights on how exercise is beneficial during times of stress and how to take anxiety out of exercise. So Jill, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Christina. It's nice to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. And I can't wait to explore a little bit of your story and jump into um, how this has been so beneficial to you. So if you'd like to share just a little bit about yourself and then we'll move into how movement and fitness has been part of connecting with yourself as well. Sure. I love that you use the word alignment because it's truly been eye-opening in my life to realize that when you try to resist who you are, it's very hard and you're always trying to find that alignment again. And so for me, uh, fitness is something that I always needed to be aligned with. And my story is a very transformational story in many ways, but it really shows how I was never able to uh, go against what my body and my heart really wanted to be doing. So mm. a little bit of background, uh, I was a three-sport athlete in high school and a two-sport athlete in college. And I majored in economics and minored in Chinese. Uh, I thought maybe I, with a fluency in Spanish from having studied abroad in high school, and then I studied abroad again in college with Spanish, Chinese, and an economics major, I thought I was going to rule the world or something. <laughs> um, I just thought I'd be this like business empire and, you know, and create something huge. But in my senior year, after um, two years of sports injury during my college career, I left the economics department and went over to the sports department and I asked the athletic director if I could do my senior thesis on the psychology of sports injury because it was so deeply ingrained in me that I needed to be doing things that had to do with fitness. And with my, my college injuries, I felt like I needed to help other people uh, through this thesis and have it be more than something in the economics field, which I honestly had no idea what I was talking <laughs> about anyways. So what I learned in doing this uh, paper 
was that my self-identity was my athletic identity. Everything inside me, when I lost my my ability to perform with my team and, and be part of that, that was everything to me. And that caused me so much anxiety when I was not in my zone. And so in 2008, after my husband and I got married, um, I suffered an identity crisis. Uh, he and I, we got married, we were looking for houses, everything in my life has always been in a perfect row. Mm -hmm. And we were in uh, a condo and we were exploring and I ended up having a big fall in that uh, condo and I broke my back. I sustained permanent back injuries. And so I went through the whole cycle that I had gone through during college, but this time I knew exactly what was happening. I was losing that self-identity. I was going through that anxiety and depression again. And, uh, and that, that paper had helped me understand where I was at, but um, I knew how important it was that I get back to who I was. Uh, after that, I went through two pregnancies, uh, long commutes to New York City uh, as I had become a professional in uh, finance and accounting and commercial real estate with a two hour commute each way on the train, I was suffering a lot. Plus I didn't have my sports, my fitness to keep me um, in tune with where I was supposed to be. And then my low point came in 2014 uh, when I just thought that my body was broken. I'd never be able to do the movement that I always had done before that helped me relieve stress and be my best self. And so I actually resorted, got my dogs here, um, to liposuction. And that was um, the only time in my life that I ever took the easy way out of anything and uh, found myself in even more of a depression afterwards because I didn't actually learn how to manage my own fitness, nutrition, anxiety at that point. And so uh, everything turned around about six months after my liposuction when I actually found a coach, somebody who could help and guide me with fitness and nutrition. And I made a complete turnaround finally knew what to do to get my body um, in the in the shape it was prior to pregnancies, prior to fall, prior to all that stuff when I felt like an athlete. And that inspired me to become a wellness coach as well and to help other women. And that became my mission was to help other women avoid making that plastic surgery mistake, but to use the tools that we already have at hand and just be guided and use them properly. And so it got to the point where my passion was just, I found my realignment. And so working for somebody else in the industry I was in was not fulfilling me. And it got to the point where my boss actually fired me um, because he knew my heart wasn't there growing his business. And so with that, he kind of burned my boat and forced me to go actually follow my passion. So mm -hmm. in uh, 2016, I became group fitness certified. I became a personal trainer the next year. And uh, in 2020, I took my entire business virtual and just dove head into personal training, programming, coaching, teaching classes, uh, nutrition and planning, guidance, accountability, support, everything that could help somebody who had been like I was, 
Um, and that's what brought me to where I'm at now. And I've learned a lot um, in the past six, seven years or so. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, thank you, Jill, for sharing your story, because I think that reflects a lot in your leadership and just your personal essence of, you know, it change isn't always easy, but when you're persistent and you, you're able to shift your mindset when, because you have tools, like you came across your coach that inspired you and started to propel your moment, your momentum, connecting you with yourself. That's where some of the magic is happening. It's like not necessarily being defined by your story or the narrative of it, but taking it as lessons to give you strength. And fitness was also one of those avenues, it sounds like, that really put you in a place where you could reflect and come home to yourself. So thank you so much. Absolutely. And um, on that note, you know, now that you're, you're a coach and you've expanded your business and most of the people on here are here for anxiety or stress relief, what is it about fitness that helps you and your clients diffuse from the stress? And how is this movement, how's the, how has movement played into a sense of motivation as well, whether it's for you or your clients and how you approach that? Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting is that, I mean, I've said this for a while is that I feel like when you have control over your body, over your fitness and your nutrition, that it translates into that same control and empowerment uh, over all aspects of your life. Um, I had a, a call with a gentleman the other day who said he wanted to go from 180 pounds to 175 pounds. And I asked him, well, what does that number mean? What does that five pounds actually mean in your life? Are you going to perform differently? Are you going to, you know, be able to do things you couldn't five pounds heavier because mm. I hadn't had many gentlemen say to me, you know, this five pounds is really important to me. He said, it simply means that I would have been able to control my body and, you know, through fitness and through nutrition and actually have control. And I feel, and he said, I feel if I have control over that, then I can have control over everything else in my life. And so that was very interesting to just simply feel that if you have control over your body's movement, that you have general control. And, um, and so that is, is one thing, but I have several points that I can hit on about how exercise and fitness can decrease anxiety. Um, the first point of which is that I really believe that when you're engaged in that physical movement, it diverts your attention from what you're anxious about, right? Mm -hmm. uh, especially there's particularly two types of fitness that I help, that I feel help do that the most, especially what I've uh, experienced. And the first is dance. And, you know, you may not say, oh, that's not what I was expecting from Jill to say is that that's her favorite <laughs> fitness. But what happens is that when you're learning a dance, when you're focusing on moves, when you're listening to music, it really diverts your attention and it instantly starts making you happy and focused on, on the movement that you're doing and those positive, um, you know, sensations. And the other one is kickboxing. 
And I mean, we obviously, you know, we talk about how it's not appropriate <laughs> to punch people in the face, but kick, kickboxing is a really great alternative to that. And the reason why I think that's why it's my favorite class to teach. I teach every Sunday and uh, my people who come to that class. We've always come and I've always said in that class when we were in the gym is feel like we're this girl gang and we had like a couple of police <laughs> a police officer guy who was always in the back I feel like we're this like gang and we're all coming at the mirror and we're all at the end working together and there's a, a bell it's like a boxing ring and uh and it's such a release to put that energy into something so powerful and to feel that sense of, you know, I'm bad. <laughs> and then to have other people in the same room, you know, the more people, the more energy it always was. But I think too, is when I teach that class, I teach combos and you have to mm -hmm. be paying attention to me and you have to pay attention to what it is you're doing. And so just that diversion of attention uh, is huge. You get lost in it for that hour. And you can't even, you don't have time to think about everything else. I wouldn't suggest, you know, hopping on a stair climber because you're going to be sitting there going through the stairs thinking I'm on this never ending treadmill of stairs that keeps on going and you're going to have time to think about, you know, what it is that's going on or the people mm -hmm. who blankly stare, you know, running and start thinking of everything they have to do. But to have, you know, a class and instructor, I think that's huge or to have something that has that complication to it. Um, it also, uh, when you start to get your blood flowing and exercises, it, it relieves that muscle tension. We tend to get very tense sitting all day, not moving. So when we start to get our blood flowing, uh, through exercise, it also just decreases that muscle tension. Uh, and we know that exercise I'm trying to think, what is it? Uh, legally blonde when she's in the courtroom and says, you know, people who exercise don't kill people because of the endorphins. <laughs> and so we know that it brings out the serotonin and the endorphins when we start doing fitness. Uh, it gets your heart rate up and it literally just changes your brain chemistry and it makes those uh, chemicals available to you. So uh, for the sciencey people who want to know exactly what's happening, it's that those chemicals are getting stimulated and, um, you know, and people who exercise don't kill people. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we also have learned that it helps brain plasticity too. And so that's a really great thing about exercise is, um, is it helps, you know, with preventing uh, dementia and that kind of stuff later on down the line. And so it's great to be dropping those little pennies in the bank for your fitness. Um, but it also, it basically, I think it builds up resilience, right? If you can keep building and work through tough workouts and get past plateaus and do hard things that during the work, it's tough, but you can see that you get through it. Uh, I finish a class and I just say to people, oh my gosh, like, didn't that feel amazing? You should be so proud of yourself. And I used to cry on the way home from some of my classes uh, just because of how hard we worked and those emotions that were released. Uh, but I think it also builds up resilience and uh, your ability to, to give yourself that self-talk that no matter what else comes along, if, you're, if you've built up that self-talk through your movement, then you can bring yourself down mm. from anxieties and those stormy emotions as well. Uh, I think we know that when we're fatigued and we're tired, we let that stress in. 
And it also creates stress because we can't do the things that we uh, need to be doing. So getting that exercise, I think it really helps you to get better sleep. Um, whether you're doing your exercise earlier in the day, it just conditions your body better. And then you're needing that relaxation. Uh, sleep is so important for athletes because it's the time when we're actually repairing our muscles. Uh, and without that time, we just are in a constant state of stress. So being able to, or do yoga or stretching at night, it helps us relax the muscles when we can feel and intentionally take the relaxation and, and use it to decrease the anxiety, um, help us get better sleep. Uh, certainly that's a, a huge benefit. Uh, we know that exercise can change the physique, right? And so if you're feeling better about your physique and your, your confidence is improved, then a lot of times that takes away a lot of the anxieties that we feel about our self-consciousness, our body, um, and what we're outwardly projecting towards others. So those are just uh, some of the reasons why I think that exercising regularly can help decrease anxiety and help build confidence uh, and empowerment. I think that when you know how to lift, when you know proper techniques, um, certainly I think that helps you with your confidence. Mm, absolutely. Those are some beautiful tips. And what out of one of those, I mean, there's a lot in there, but one that really stuck out with, stuck with me is the self-talk and when you're doing a tough exercise and you're really reprogramming your thought process around something that's tough or challenging. And as instructors, I was a kickboxing instructor as well. And that's your job is to, you know, encourage your, your clients to keep pushing through and seeing the results afterwards of not just, yeah, the physique aspect and you see them meeting their fitness goals, but it's that internal development of, wow, I, I did that. And then other things in their life are dominoing in a, such a positive way because of that self-talk being reprogrammed in more of a positive light. And yeah, I, I, there's so many nuggets in that share. So thank you. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, being a, personal trainers, it's, you see a lot of clients not almost, almost not wanting to start because it can be overwhelming. Right. And even around that, there's often anxiety about, well, where do I start? Or I, I don't want to start because maybe people will look at me weird when I'm in the gym or make fun of me, or maybe it's, I don't want to even go work out at the park because people are looking at me. What's your advice around how to take that overwhelm out of pursuing a fitness journey. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's interesting because these days many of the gyms are closed. And I think that that was a huge opportunity for me because um, I meet my clients now mostly online and I'm able to help them figure out what will work for them. But I think with regards to starting, uh, you know, I think we want to find something that's enjoyable <laughs> because if, because the brain's not going to want to let you do something that's not enjoyable and you're going to have trouble with willpower and sticking to it if it, if it's not. Um, so that's what I do with my clients is I really dig down with them and figure out what they're going to enjoy and what their goals are and what matches their goals. 
Um, so I think that's important for getting them started with regards to where to work out. I mean, I think that you can get results anywhere, whether it's in the gym or, or not in the gym. I've had clients who I'll go to a separate room and work with them because they are self-conscious. And I think that that's huge as a personal trainer is making your clients feel very comfortable and helping them in that way to get the best results in a way that's comfortable for them. But there's so much that we can do these days with regards to home workouts and, uh, and equipment at home um, and making it work for anybody. But I think that the first step is, is always just the first step and to help them get quick wins is so important. Um, I took an, a mental toughness course this summer through NASM, through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And the biggest takeaways I took was that you got to get people quick wins, but you have to help them become self-motivated, not by the end results, but by the process mm -hmm. and help, help them become lovers of the actual work of the actual workout sessions. And so that's the best thing is when uh, one of my clients is, you know, they know I've programmed a really hard hit run for them, but, uh, but once they've done it once, they realize how amazing it felt. And then they will contact me and they'll say like, when's the next run? Or I woke up <laughs> this morning so excited and terrified at the same time. But I think that's also part of that connection with having a trainer and not doing it on your own is that you need somebody to champion you and to let you know that you can do hard things until you're at that point where you become the person who's intrinsically motivated and doesn't need to be pushed to get there. Right. Uh, absolutely. You know, I love the small wins aspect that you mentioned. And sometimes when you're doing this all by yourself and you don't have a coach or a trainer guiding you through the process, it's often like those small wins are often lost because we're not on track with ourselves or we don't have a program to follow or say we go too hard, too much, too soon. And then we have an injury now and now we're back on the couch because now we're recovering. It's so important to have a coach and a program that works for you and your starting point. So you could get those small wins that you're mentioning. Um, and I maybe love to hear your perspective on, you know, when someone's first starting out, how, like, what's that rate look like and the rest in the recovery aspect. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be individual. You know, a lot of people ask me like, what time of day am I supposed to work out and how many times am I supposed to work out? And I think that it's important that we build a, a base, a foundation, right? And that we build up, uh, the body also adapts very quickly to what we do. And so with uh, new clients, I generally start them with small tutorials, small 10 to 15 minute uh, workouts to, first of all, you want to gauge where the person's at and have after each workout my clients do they give me their rate of perceived exertion on a scale of one to ten mm -hmm. how did this workout feel to you and then they they have the opportunity to send me comments on it and you know and we we chat at least once a week too to make sure that how did everything go how did you feel 
where is our soreness at? Because each individual is going to be different and it's going to depend on, you know, what you've been doing and what your goals are for changing something up completely. But, um, but that rest time is so important at the beginning uh, because we want people to fully recover as we're lifting weights and putting stress on our body. Uh, first of all, the body doesn't know the difference between good stress and bad stress, right? So if we're um, running for our health or running from the dinosaurs, right? It doesn't know. And so we need to make sure that we give our body time to adjust um, and stick with it. And that again is a reason why you need accountability, but taking those days to rest in between. And so it could be that you're starting out every other day, but I generally don't have any complete rest days because I want my clients to get used to the timing of day that they're working out, get used to routine and pattern. Uh, so we do a lot of recovery days, which are more yoga, stretching, foam rolling, uh, but I still want them doing something that will have them show up. Uh, and we also vary their routines often. But I think that having a, a few rest days at the beginning, two to three, is really important for most of my clients. Um, and then again, when they ask me, like, what's the best time of day? And we always go over your schedule because the best time of day is always going to be the time of day that you're going to stick to it and be consistent with. So I've had different periods in my life where I was the 5 a.m. workout person, now the 7 a.m. workout person, but I also had a time where I was, I was commuting two hours a day to New York City, sitting in, in an office all day, commuting two hours home, and I needed the evening workout to move and flow mm -hmm. again. And so I think that if there's great positives to working out in the morning, getting your airways open and your blood flowing early, um, then you're not stressed about getting it in later in the day. Things don't come up at 6 a.m., 5 a.m. that you have to be reacting to. And as long as you let your family know where your head's at and what your routine is, they won't bother you either. My kids know, like, stop asking me for waffles in the <laughs> middle of my workout. Go get your own waffle. Um, but evening, I've started doing evening stretching to relax my body. Um, and I have clients who have evening workouts. And what's great about that is that then they're, uh, they should be showering afterwards. So to take a nice hot shower at the end of the day, and then go to bed with all of the muscles relaxed is also a really great way to end the day. So mm -hmm. it's individual. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I asked this question because <clears throat> oftentimes, there's a lot of online programs out there, right? And to the point where they're not customized enough to really fit into your lifestyle of knowing what works for you. And that's part of the, getting those small wins. And if you don't have a program that's focused on what your accomplishments really are, what your goals are, then it makes it a little bit more challenging. And I love that you're mixing in, yes, recovery days, but more than anything, the routine aspect of it, the cadence of it, because that is your, your the time for yourself to connect with yourself and to listen to your body when, like you shared before of, okay, my heart rate's going up and, and not knowing the difference between the stressor, your body not knowing the difference, but you 
can know the difference when you're, especially when you're exercising, it's easier to differentiate, okay, well, what, this is what this stress really feels like on the body. And then you could identify the other stress and um, yeah, I appreciate your share on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say to someone who is wanting to start their journey today? Get a coach, <laughs> get accountability. <laughs> and I would say, know that this can take time, right? Again, the brain needs to take time to understand what you're doing. It's going to fight you at the beginning. Um, so know that we're not programmed to be jumping into new things and immediately being great at them, right? And so it's going to take that accountability and coaching at the beginning uh, and a solid plan, right? I love that you mentioned that again, is that, you know, we want a plan that's going to get us to our goals and that's going to be adaptive because our body adapts very quickly to what we're doing. So we need it to be progressive and be changing. And that's the value of a personal trainer is that they know how to continue to program to get you new and newer and newer results and not let you plateau. But I think also the nutrition that matches Mm. the fitness as well is very important. Um, Knowing that that your results are going to take time, that you have to have realistic expectations, um, not succumbing to like these crazy social things that we're seeing on social media or like, you know, so-and-so lost 30 pounds and, you know, in 10 days by doing this fad, right? This Mm -hmm. new thing and knowing that uh, adapting and building and having slow and steady progress is ultimately going to be a much better process and be more long lasting than, you know, than that quick win and recognizing that we have a tendency to want big, massive results in very little time. And so uh, looking for the quick wins, but also being patient and knowing that in the long haul, not getting injured and doing it the right way is going to be so much more beneficial So I think any step forward is a step forward and that consistency is going to be key. Mm, Absolutely. Those are some helpful tips and um, thank you, Jill, for making time today to connect with us and share your insights of how we can start connecting with exercise and, you know, making it simple because oftentimes we can make things more complicated than, than they actually are. And, um, (laughs) for those of you listening right now, like Jill is a peer resource for you. She's available to you. And part of her free gift is getting access to her and to a source of somewhere to get started on your fitness journey. So Jill, would you like to just expand a little bit on what that free gift is and, um, and the buttons on the screen. So those of you who are watching, make sure you do click on the button. Sure. So the first thing that you'll receive is access to my free training that I recently did on the big lies that sabotage your weight loss. It explains a lot more about what the brain's doing in fighting you uh, against your changes that you want to make and also addresses this social media uh, phenomenon that is creating (laughs) false images that we think are what we should be achieving. Uh, And you'll also have the opportunity after that training 
to book a free road mapping session with me to chat about what in your fitness journey is stressing you out. We want to stop you from banging your head against the wall and not getting results, but trying the wrong thing, the wrong thing, the wrong thing. I did all those wrong things. And so to quickly be able to identify what the right things are. And so that's what we can do in our, our mapping session, our road mapping session. Um, I'm also going to give you access to my Facebook group where I post workout workshops, meal plans. I recently did a, a workshop on picky eaters, stressed out moms. Um, <laughs> and so that's stress at its best is the anxiety of our children who don't want to eat what we put on their plate and my top tips on how to overcome that. And I also have uh, an offering for you to take a kickboxing class with me uh, live online. And uh, the classes are $10, but I'm providing a $7 off coupon. So that's just a $3 class uh, with the option to just get in it and just take one step to, to get moving. Mm, excellent. Yeah, that sounds like a great opportunity just for people to explore what kickboxing is, the feeling of the body when it's in that movement, and just to get the feet wet of an experience. And um, I love the other free gift as well. It's always helpful to know, well, why is this this uh, shift so challenging? And it's like, well, your brain, <laughs> there's something to the brain, and but there's ways to uh, navigate that, right? So that's mm -hmm. a excellent free gift. Thank you so much, Jill, for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of you that are still online with us, make sure you're joining us on our Facebook page, Propel Your Momentum. We're just a community of people, of, of other people that are on this uh, event, but also some of our practitioners are in there. And we're all here to just be your support system, a community to help you initiate the change that you're looking for. And have this, this sense of clarity in pursuing the goals you want to achieve. So hmm, much love, enjoy the journey and remember to breathe. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Christina. <laughs>